Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Rod Cleef, uh, and he is someone who needs no introduction. But uh, for starters, Rod Cleef is a legend. Uh, he's been uh, in the business for decades, uh, owning all, I mean, thousands of doors. Uh, today, he's big in multifamily as well. Uh, boy, I mean, he has the number one podcast, uh, Lifetime Cashflow uh, for Real Estate Investing. Uh, I mean, over uh, thousands and thousands of downloads. Uh, he has his mastermind. So, uh, Rod, please give us your background and we can kick it off. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sakar. Actually, we just broke 8 million downloads Wow! Uh, on the show. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a milestone I'm very excited about. And uh, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because I, it's, it's funny. You want to tell God your, you know, your plans uh, or make God laugh, tell him your plans because that's really what this was. I never planned to have it take off the way it was. And, you know, and I, now I've got an incredible coaching program with hundreds of students and I do sold out live events. Well, they used to be live sure. in person. Now they're live stream. I had 900 people at my last live stream event, but, sure. uh, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a crazy world. Uh, and it's a very, very crazy world right now with, with everything that's happening. And, and sure. so, so, you know, before we started recording, you mentioned, you know, let's talk about the pandemic and, and some insights that I might have. And, you know, uh, for those that don't know my story, in 2008, I lost $50 million. Uh, I had 800 houses, multiple apartment complexes here in Florida. And got my clock cleaned. And I was at a very low loan to value as well. And, sure. you know, um, and, and, and what's what I'm what I'm sensing is how I felt in 2006 and seven, uh, or, or really not so much how I felt because it kind of caught me off guard. But but, but I feel like we're in that same place again, I really believe we're going to have some significant pain in this country. And sure. sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was just reading today in Business Week. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it was on C CNN or Fox or one of the channels that uh, the United is just told, that just said they're going to lay off or furlough 33,000 people. Wow. And that's just one little drop in the bucket, uh, you know, in this, in this uh, domestic economy. And so uh, you can't have that many people on unemployment and not have it impact real estate. And it's going to impact real estate. Now, yes, there's, there's, there's going to be another stimulus package. We're recording this on July 8th. And um, there was, you know, they're talking about another stimulus package and I'm sure, sure they'll sure. do one more at least before the elections. Sure. Uh, but and, after and, that. And Rod, if I may, you know, I have the similar feelings that, you know, we went through the 08 crisis when it was, you know, probably one fourth of what we are probably even one fifth, one sixth of what we are going through right now. The trillion dollar stimulus that has been handed out. I mean, right now we have had so many businesses shut down people are laid off and whatnot, right? The impact to multifamily, to across all the sectors, 
is without a doubt it's coming and it's well it's already hit retail and office i've got i've got friends in retail that and the the number i'm hearing from every one of them is that 70 percent of their tenants are asking for rent abatement sure sure and it's hit office very heavily as well already Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know. and that's where I'm going with this, Rod, is that how, how do you foresee? I mean, I, I would see that, I mean, next two to three years are going to be filled with opportunities. And it, it, I mean, it's a double-edged sword for sure, you know. Uh, on yes, one listen, hand, there's, there's going to be some significant pain sure. and, and a, lot of, a lot of distressed assets. Uh, even eight weeks ago, CoStar released a report uh, regarding CMBS loans, and they anticipated 13,000 loans going into default at that time. And that sure. was just CMBS. That's not conforming. That's not bank loans. That's not bridge debt. Um, and there were so many skinny deals done the last few years, deals where we'd be in best and final and, and we're just scratching our heads when we see what they ultimately trade for and what somebody paid for more than we were willing to pay. Sure. And so sure. we know a lot of these deals are going to come back. And uh, I, I, I've been picking up a couple of catchphrases as, as, as it relates to opportunity because you know, in 2009, I was hiding under a rock because I thought I was set for life. And, and had I capitalized on that opportunity, I'd be on the back of my yacht right now. And sure. I'm going to tell you, hit me once, shame on you, hit me twice, and I'm to blame. And I will not miss this opportunity because it is absolutely coming. Sure. And mm-hmm. so, so uh, you know, the, 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 now, now that said, we're closing on 500 doors in the next week and a half. There are op- wow. still opportunities. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, one's in Cincinnati and, it's a great deal that, that, that we can break even at 65% occupied. We've got a, a million dollars in operating reserve just in, just in case fund, in case you know um, things get, get bad. We've got another asset in Northwest Atlanta that uh, around the same, same dynamic. It's a nicer sure. asset, uh, mm-hmm. but a uh, little less in operating reserve. But um, again, we can, we can cash flow at about 68% occupied there. And it's a It'll be an A asset when we're done. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we're still, we're still actively buying, but are there opportunities coming? You better freaking believe it. They are mm-hmm. absolutely coming. You know, I, 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 have, I have my mastermind. We've got about, I think, 10 billion in assets in there now and represented by the, the members. And I did a study or we did a study cumulatively where we researched unemployment and I found mm-hmm. a fascinating statistic. You know, this, this extra 600 bucks they're giving everybody per week. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many millions of people are on it, 40 plus million people. Um, they are act, 80% of them are actually making more money on the unemployment, 80% than they were wow. working. Wow. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's unsustainable. So I know it's a, that's about to run out. I know they're going to they're gonna throw some more money at this, at least sure. a trillion dollars, it looks like, maybe more. Um, but at some point that, that government stimulus is going to wind down and stop. And that's when the pain will really hit. There are a lot of businesses that are on the edge. A lot of, you know, these restaurants, they can't, they can't survive at 50% occupied. Sure. Even if the vaccine comes out by the first of the year, too much damage has been done. Um, you know, there are, there are, there are, um, uh, landlords in some of these blue states that that that, that have had very strict um, eviction moratoriums that are they're they're dying. I mean, they're they're truly. They're New York is one of them. They're they're literally dying. And so, sure. mm-hmm. um, uh, and this and, and so it's sad. But the catchphrases that I've been using are ethical opportunism. Sure. And the mm-hmm. other one is compassionate capitalism. We maintain <laughs> our integrity, but those deals are coming. And sure. and so, you know, in the past, it's been hard to find deals. Mm-hmm. That's going to change. It's going to be harder to find money, especially sure. when 
the media is talking about how horrible real estate is because that's coming. That's what they do. They don't, their news isn't there to educate us or inform us. It's there to startle and scare us. Sure. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it, it'll, it'll, they'll, they'll paint it worse than it is and, mm -hmm. and they'll create fear around real estate. Sure. And there will be a lot of pain in the real estate mark, uh, markets for sure. sure. And, sure. But, but that is the time to pounce. When, when right. you can buy these properties at 20 to 30% of what they're at now, um, you know, the exponential opportunities, I think it'll be a huge transfer of wealth and possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity uh, sure, for sure, those that sure. didn't live through 08 and 09. Um, yep, so. yep, yep. And, and, and that's where, you know, I kind of keep going back is that 08, uh, you know, gave us, you know, the uh, runway for, uh, you know, next, I think, gosh, three or four or five years. And you and I both know several operators who bought so many deals at the time are like, you know, on the back of the yard right now, you know. Uh, right. So now, Rod, speaking of this, right? Uh, I mean, we are going through a current phase where, uh, you know, the rents can be choppy next few months will again. The rents can be what? Uh, the rent collections are absolutely choppy, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, like the NOI will be varying uh, moving forward, right? So, like, let's say when you're looking at some of these deals, right? Uh, how do you make sense of, you know, what exactly the property is doing or, you know, what sort of tenant class? Uh, is yeah, it's a completely different. It, well, I shouldn't say completely different, but it's a much more enhanced evaluation process. Sure. For example, we, are we take a hard look at the employment statistics around the tenant base. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Are they recession resistant employment industries? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I learned this the hard way in 2008 because I had a lot of, most of my tenants were either in retail mm -hmm. or they were contractors, uh, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, you name it. And mm -hmm. which all died in 2008 and nine. And so um, you know, that was, that was actually the coup de grace for my, my problem then. And mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was the fact that nobody had any work. And mm -hmm. so we take, we looked at that very, very heavily. Mm -hmm. We look at, um, you know, their, uh, the, 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 where these people work. Okay. So that's number one. And, and, mm -hmm. and the industries that support, you know, or feed, uh, the demographic that's going to go in a particular asset that we're reviewing. Sure. Um, and then, and then, you know, we, we much more aggressive on our um, uh, uh, stress testing. So, sure. you know, we, mm -hmm. we, we want to see an asset that, that will cash vote about 65% of today's dollars. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a minimum now. Sure. And then, uh, and then um, uh, the, um, uh, the other thing we do is we have much, much bigger operating reserves than we normally would. We're not, we're not factoring in any rent increases for the next few years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, two to three years, depending upon um, the asset. And so, you know, just things that, that, that are quite a bit different than six months ago, sure, sure, where sure. everybody's got their three to 5% rent bumps. Uh, sure, we we sure. never did 5%. We, our three, two to three was always our, 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 our thing, but uh, you know, it, Again, with crisis comes opportunity, and and it's not a time to be fearful. It's a time to be, you know, uh, it's a time to look for that opportunity. It's time to prepare for that opportunity. It's not a time to to get sucked into the media, and 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 it's really a time to manage our focus. Sure, uh, sure. You know, if, if you're listening to Sakar here, you're a leader, and I'm going to tell you that right now the 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 world needs leaders, and so to and to to be the best leader you can be, you need to. You need to really stand guard at the door to your mind, you know, try to bring in as, as little of the, the baloney on the news as possible. Focus on what you want. Um, stay positive. 
And my podcast, I do these, uh, these clips every week called Own Your Power uh, around mm -hmm. mindset and psychology. And, mm -hmm. and so even if multifamily is not your gig, I know you would enjoy those episodes to, to stay focused and motivated. And like this week's clip was on 100% uh, ownership of your life, owning, your, owning who you are. And they're only five to six minutes long. But, but the point is, the key here is, is whatever you focus on is going to get bigger, both positive and negative. So sure. if you're focused on, you know, all the, all the COVID craziness, you're mm -hmm. just going to be, you're going to continue to build that fear. It's unnecessary. Focus sure. on the opportunities that are coming. Focus on building relationships with potential investors, pre-framing those relationships and letting these investors know that, yes, it's going to look really ugly and that's when we have to buy. So, right. you know, right. letting them know, don't be fearful at that time. Get excited at that time. Warren Buffett's got a great quote around this and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, but something along like when people are, when people are fearful, uh, get excited. When people are excited, be fearful as sure. far as your investing criteria sure, sure, and, sure. and you know, it's being a contrarian investor, but, right. but be greedy when others are fearful and <laughs> right, right. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Right. So, so, um, uh, but anyway, I don't know if I answered your question. No, but, you did, you did Rod. Okay. And, and some nuances there Rod, also is that as we move forward uh, into next quarters, uh, a few of the quarters, uh, do you, would you advise our listeners that we focus on uh, perhaps uh, you know, mostly B class assets, or do you tell, uh, or do you, would you advise like maybe? I uh, would, I would avoid C assets, C minus assets, only mm -hmm. because I think that that demographic's really going to get hurt. Uh, a lot of service industry people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that, that, I will tell you, there's some crystal ball with that. I, 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 you know, I, I will tell you when things get really bad, mm -hmm. people step down in, you know, they'll go from, from an A asset to a B asset only to sure. save money. They'll sure. combine households. They'll do things that, you know, so I could be all wet on that, on that last statement. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people will go from B to C to save money. I don't know, but, sure, but sure. I know that, um, you know, certainly a lot of retail is going to get hurt in what's mm -hmm. coming. Mm -hmm. uh, restaurants, uh, retail shops, things of that nature. Um, you know, gyms, things where people gather. I've got, I've got neighbors that own a couple of skating rinks and they're, they're in big trouble because sure. nobody's taking mm -hmm. their kids to a public place like that. And so, you know, um, I think it's just really important to, to go deeper when you're evaluating an asset and get a list of <clears throat> from the seller or broker where those residents live sure. and look at what feeds them. Right. I, I totally agree with you. You know, the, the tenant profile is so important. Uh, like, I mean, so these are some of the nuances that I think we were not paying that much attention. We were, you know, all good on, uh, you know, let's say what the income is and things like that. But now we have to go like one step further that, hey, what service industry are they working on? You know, that's so crucially right. important. Right. Uh, and, now, and, how will, and how will it be impacted? Sure. And think, sure. think about that. And I mean, you really have to consciously think. You know, what's going to happen to that particular industry? Like, like I just read an article in Business Week around the uh, companies that supply the automakers. They're getting killed right now, okay, sure. because, because, you know, the car sales have, have flatlined. And so, you know, you, you really want to dig a little deeper than you normally would when you're evaluating those employment industries as well. Sure, sure. And now, Rod, uh, speaking of different markets and, uh, you know, growing states and things like that, um, would you maybe continue that much optimism uh, around the Sun Belt states uh, or do you typically, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, oh, I think, I think, I think with all the stuff that's happened up north with this COVID business, sure. I think that migration south is going to be enhanced. 
Now, awesome. I used to tell yeah. people in Florida, 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. Sure. That was my tagline. Right. And, you know, I, and, and I was just a little early. That's all. I was a little, <laughs> a little ahead of the game. But, but I think even more so that, that the Sunbelt states are going to get a migration based on what's transpired here. I, again, I, this is just opinion. I'm not an expert in, in that, in, in, sure. in migra migratory demographics, but, the, mm -hmm. but, the, but common sense tells me that, you know, the, the, the big problems were Northwest and Northeast with deaths and, and, and I mean, it was the deaths really the big sure. thing, you know, right now, yeah, we've got all these infections, but, but let's look at what really matters and that's how many people are dying. And I, I, I don't, I don't know what those statistics are, but I don't think they're quite as dramatic as, as CNN and some of these other um, media are portraying. Uh, but, um, but, but I know that, that there's still a lot of the Northern states are locked down and, and, and it's just uh, very cumbersome uh, here in Florida. It's like business as usual, honestly, even sure. though we've got supposedly a high incident of infections. I, I went to a restaurant last night, didn't have to wear a mask. Uh, you know, it's just not, not, not a big deal it seems, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now speaking of, you know, just the, uh, just a typical asset class uh, into multifamily uh, rod. Uh, do you expect also this optimism and, uh, you know, sort of all the uh, things come up into, uh, you know, let's say self storage and, uh, you know, other asset classes as well. Like, do you well, expect that you know, we, we will go into other things as yeah, well? My, my, my expertise is in multifamily and residential. Um, mm -hmm. That said, I, I have a pretty good foundation in retail as well. Sure. Uh, but as it relates to self-storage, I'm kind of a neophyte. I'll be honest. I've mm -hmm. heard great things about, I've heard great things about that sector. I've sure. never invested in it mm -hmm. other than to have, you know, er erroneous garages and some of my assets, uh, you know, that we rented out, but never, never as a business. Um, you know, it, it, I, the asset classes that I like are multifamily. I like assisted living and senior housing as well. I mean, sure. I think that, that tidal wave is coming. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an asset class I like. Um, but I just don't know self-storage that well. I, I, I really think retail and office are going to get crushed. I sure. think actually warehouse is also a positive, uh, mm -hmm. just with the whole Amazon dynamic and things being shipped more than normal. Mm -hmm. I think that, that, that the large warehouse space uh, is, is probably good. Don't know much about industrial, really. Um, but uh, but th there's my two cents on those different asset classes. Got it, got it. Oh, mobile, mobile home parks, love them. I, I really think that... Mm -hmm that they are a great, a great, uh, uh, asset class as well. I've got friends, my brother owns a bunch of them. Um, awesome. My, my mm -hmm. good friend, Kevin Bupp owns a bunch. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. Sure. Now also speaking of different returns within multifamily, uh, Rod, uh, do you expect any returns to perhaps, uh, change or modulate based on how you will you mean in existing assets that people no, have just that no 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 not saying? existing assets no oh I'm you're talking about so so so, so when you were out there buying other assets or do you think that we're going to offer less return yes it's very likely that we will yes mm -hmm. at least being conservative up front based on current numbers uh but do i think that those returns will will flip you know if assets are bought at 30 40 cents on the dollar yes sure <laughs> but you know, I know, I know. For us personally, we always do our best to massively underpromise and overdeliver. Okay, sure. and <laughs> and and so uh, because that's how investors, you know, want to do business with us. They 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 don't want to be led down a path and not and 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 have us not do anything that we don't say we're going to do. Sure. And <laughs> so you know, we you know, and, and all operators should should take that very very seriously to 
to underpromise, and there's been a lot of overpromising going on. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, if we find an asset, even if it's a thirty cents on the dollar, but it's thirty cents on the dollar because it's struggling with cash flow and whatnot, we will have very conservative projections, uh, and because there's no telling how long it's going to take to turn around. This sure. is th th we've never experienced this before. This type of a dynamic because it's not caused by, you know. Uh, the, uh, the CMBS market where they, you know, loan, if you could fog a mirror, you could borrow money. This is caused by, um, this has medical ramifications. And so sure. it's, it, we're in uncharted territory. So, you know, I, I know as we move forward, we will be very, very conservative. I see. Yeah. I see. Now, uh, talking about broker relations, Rod, uh, mm -hmm. do you, uh, I mean, are you doubling down on your broker relations now? And, you know, well, no more sure than we were, no more than we were. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that, that, that we're getting a lot more phone calls from brokers than sure. we ever mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, brokers were the bell of the ball, but that, that dynamic is shifting more to a normal relationship. You know, it used mm -hmm. to be money went hard day one in some cases if the deal was good enough sure. um, and, and certainly greatly reduced due diligence periods. But now you're, somebody's an idiot if they don't have COVID-related clauses in their due diligence based on, you know, on, on your ability to access a unit and access sure. uh, third-party reports and things of that nature. Uh, and, and I think we're getting back to more of a normal a due diligence cycle. Sure. Uh, and, and um, I forgot what the question was or why I went there, but um, the, the broker the relations, basically. Oh, broker yeah. relationships. Yeah. So, so they're getting, they're normalizing where, where, where it's a give and take. It's not just trying to, trying to, you know, beat yourself to death to, uh, you know, be, be, be in the, uh, in their, in their Rolodex for uh, off market uh, pocket listings. Um, sure. Sure. But sure. Um, no, I think it would be a good time actually to enhance those relationships because things are, you know, I've got students that are frustrated because they, they, you know, I'm telling them, be careful right now. Mm -hmm. um, and they, and they're not very patient. And so um, I I'm telling them, uh, you know, to, you know, to enhance their investor relationships, but, but, you know, you get, you give me an idea and to tell them to also to double down. I think that's a great idea on their broker relationships as well. Sure. And also Rod, speaking of different value add strategies, uh, that go on into after we acquire the assets, um, have you maybe slowed down some of the value add improvements? Uh, uh, yes, maybe yes, yes. We've slowed down capex on some of our existing assets. You bet. Cash mm -hmm. is king in a crisis, and sure. so you know we want lots of operating reserves um, uh, on our assets, absolutely as much as possible. So yes, and there are a couple of instances where we've where we've slowed down. Um, we've a couple we're continuing forward with as well. We had one of our assets got destroyed by a tornado, and it's sure. finally completely back online and. Mm -hmm. Incredible success story there, but um, uh, you know we've got we've got another one that we've slowed it down a little bit. Another one that we're moving forward on just from memory here. So mm -hmm. it depends on the asset and the demographic and and really how we feel about what's happening there and mm -hmm. and, and our long term uh, well really even short term and long term mm -hmm. um, thought process around uh, the impact of of a COVID related uh, contraction uh, even further. So. Sure, sure. Now, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, just the deal analysis in general, Rod, uh, like, let's say if, if a broker sends you a, uh, you know, OM, uh, you know, the operating memorandum, uh, what couple of quick things you do uh, to, you know, kind of maybe sense that whether, uh, you know, the deal makes sense or not, or is this something you want to pursue? Uh, could you maybe share some of your tips? Well, I can, I can tell you, I can tell you, our, uh, I'll give you a real 50,000 foot 
criteria that we look for. Of course, we'll go in, sure. we'll, normal, we'll normalize the expenses quickly, make sure that, that, that the expenses we're getting are, you know, are, have some basis in reality. Um, and then, then we'll, we'll um, you know, plug in anticipated debt. And then, we'll, then what we like to see, and this is kind of a high, again, high level, we like sure. to see an annualized um, cash on cash return of over 10%. Mm-hmm. And 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 even twelve percent, but ten percent mm-hmm. absolute minimum for a nice asset. Mm-hmm. Now this is over a five-year period. So the first okay. couple of years, if we're doing some capex, it might be eight, seven, six, whatever. But it has to annualize at ten percent or higher. Um, and 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 we're we're having discussions about bumping that up to twelve. I like twelve, but um, you know Robert and I go back and forth on that a little bit. But uh, um, you know, th- that's a very high level bellwether that we look at um, mm-hmm. when we do some real rough and dirty numbers on a, on a, on an asset, mm-hmm. uh, you know, relying on, you know, maybe if it's a, if it's a market that we're not that familiar with, you know, even in advance of doing our own um, rental analysis and whatnot, um, you know, we'll, we'll jump through. I mean, I, I'll be candid. Robert does more of that work. My partner, he's a sure. CPA. He's mm-hmm. done, you know, billion and a half dollars worth of commercial real estate. And sure. he does more of that initial analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get involved when it's in the final stages and go visit and give it my common sense, sure, uh, sure, my sure. common sense hat on and, 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 uh, uh, and, and evaluate the final numbers that they, that the team presents to me. But, uh, I will tell you that, you know, they they become very good at it. And we, we've, we used to kiss about 200 frogs to find a deal. Um, sure. and, and, and again, I think moving forward, it's not going to be as much about the deal as it is about the money. Um, right, right, right. Especially, right. especially when the media starts scaring everybody to death and the stock market crashes. Because I will tell you, if you're listening and you've got money in the stock market, get out, <laughs> get out soon. <laughs> because if you think it's going to continue to go up, you are extremely naive, respectfully. Sure, okay? sure, sure. It's mm. it's it's going to have, uh, it's going to have a. Um, it's it's coming. It is coming. You can't have this I, I many people it. out of work and not have it. And and you know people are like, oh god, we had high high in the stock market again today. Yeah, well, just wait. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> true, true, true. And, and you know, uh, speaking of uh, you know the returns as well, uh, Rod. Uh, some for uh, syndicators like to uh, you know give preferred returns. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just to you know make sure the uh, passive investors are kind of put in uh, you know ahead of the pack. Then mm-hmm. there are other uh, syndicators who uh, kind of do a no, no preferred return deals mm-hmm. and do an even split. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Like, because, you know, I have heard. It's very deal specific, Sakar. Sure. And mm-hmm. there's so many ways to slice, to slice that deal up. You can do preferred return with a 90, 10, 80, 20, 70, 30, 50, 50. You can do no preferred return with a split. You can do, you can have a waterfall where the, you know, we've done that sometimes where it's a 70, 30, you get 20% IRR and it goes to 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you, you can, you can cap the return. So it's really more like debts, 6% sure. preferred. Uh, once you get another 6%, uh, that's it. Any money beyond that is return of capital. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. just so many ways to structure a deal. It's very deal specific. It's very operator specific. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the relationship that you've got with your, uh, investor base, mm-hmm. how you, how you present a deal. Um, mm-hmm. so it's all over the board, my friend. And, 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 and it is also very deal specific because sometimes you have to be a little more, uh, aggressive with you, with your splitting 
to, to, to get the returns that you need for your investors. And maybe you have to take a little less as an operator. Sure. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it is really um, very subjective. Sure, sure. Now, a couple of housekeeping questions that are, uh, okay. you operate many businesses, you have the number oh, one. No, I have in the past. I don't have that many anymore. I have two sure, businesses sure. now. <laughs> okay. I have my thought leadership business, which is, you know, I've, I've hundreds of students and I sure. do live events and the podcast and I mean, that, that. You, that, that's still a massive undertaking to pull well, off a rod. I mean, yeah. incredible. Can you Thanks. maybe describe how you, uh, you know, kind of uh, the kind of arrange the back office of this? Do you have any sure, sure, uh, lots sure, of sure, virtual sure. assistants and all that? That'd be great. Uh, you know, I will about. tell you, I've been thinking about doing an entrepreneurship podcast. I've been threatening it for two years. It's a topic. <laughs> I, it's a topic I love talking about. Unfortunately, sure. I'm going to bump up against a hard stop to get too deep into it. But I will tell you that. I'm a big proponent of, um, of really having optics on the business. Uh, there's, a, there's a book called The Rockefeller Habits, but uh, even a more recent book that, that we've been um, following along with is a book called Traction, sure. um, which Gino implements Hackman. the EOS system. And, and we've Vickman. implemented, yeah, we've implemented that in my business and, mm -hmm. and it's been, it's been, it's been fantastic. We've loved it. But you mm -hmm. know, a lot of those pieces came from the Rockefeller Habits, but, but the bottom line is, is, Yes, I have virtual assistants. I, I used to have eight of them. Now I only have two. Um, and um, but I've got a you know I've got a I've got a kick butt back office team. I've got you know a content writer and videographer, and uh, my daughter handles audio. Um, I've got uh, you know I just hired a social media person to help with more social media engagement. Um, I've got an incredible person that ops uh, in the ops department that helps with the students. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's taken a while. We've kissed a few frogs to find this team, but we've got a kick butt team right now. And that's, that's, you know, any business is nothing but people and systems. Sure. You know, you need the systems, uh, you know, uh, like, like the book E-Myth, Michael Gerber's uh, book about, uh, about uh, McDonaldizing your business. You need mm -hmm. to have systems and then you just hire the best people you can possibly find. So, you know, that's, that's, uh, so that's a very high level <laughs> response sure. to your uh, sure, sure. question. Th thank you. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate uh, your insights today. Uh, please share yeah. with the listeners how they can find you and learn more yeah, about sure. you. Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're interested in multifamily, I've been doing two-day live stream boot camps. When, did, when is this going to go live, Sakar? Uh, probably just within uh, two weeks. Okay, fantastic. So July 25th and 26th, I'm going to have a two-day boot camp and I'm not selling anything and it's $97. Well, it's actually 150 now, but if you use the code rod friend, rod friend, you can get in for $97 and it's two full days of me teaching, not selling anything. Sure. I'll have probably a billion and a half or 2 billion in panelists represented, represented by the panelists. And it's just soup to nuts, finding deals, evaluating deals, due diligence on deals, property management, on and on every aspect of this business. So you go to multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com or you can text Rod Live to 41411. That's Rod Live, one word to 41411, or go to multifamilyvirtualbootcamp.com. And if you have any interest in this business at all, you should come spend a couple of days with me. I'd had 900 people at the, that paid to attend the last one. I'm already uh, pushing 600 now. I think we'll probably do quite a bit more than that. So, 
you know, uh, and and people raved about it. Hundreds of people raved about I, it. I can so, personally attest, Rod. I've been to your in-person boot camps as far as LA, Baltimore, and even Tampa too. So wow. I, I absolutely have loved it. And in fact, I was also one of, one of them in, in your last virtual boot camp as well. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> so you. It is, it is an incredible value and, you know, thank the you. amount of content that you offer. And frankly, someone can sit in their PJs from their house with their virtual, uh, right. uh, you know, so it is, it is, I mean, it can get Thank better you. than that for sure. So, you know. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate right. that. So well, good. listen, it's, it's nice to see you against the car and, and uh, you know, good luck with, with everything. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. My absolutely. Friend. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on, Rob. Right. I greatly Take appreciate care. it. You. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.